Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code big x at checkout enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at cornbread hemp kentucky's first choice for all things cbd Everybody, happy Monday to you, January 10th, 2022. Not a happy Monday for me. Yesterday, learning the passing of Bob Saget, America's best TV dad and just a hilarious comedian and actor. Sudden passing, very sad. Did a show on Saturday night and uh, died the next that night, following morning, and just just not the news I wanted to start my new week. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. We obviously are going to be tributing Bob Saget, TV's best dad, Danny Tanner, and one of the most underrated shows in American TV history, <laughs> Full House. TJ Walker along with Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. I think we just opened up today's show. Roush, you just tell me what Bob Saget meant to you. He was awesome. Is oh, yeah, that? He was. Yeah, uh, Full House was my first TBS show. Like the first one where it was like, all right, I'm going to watch every single one of these. And Bob Saget was awesome. So, uh, man, real real shame. Uh, hated hearing that news. And it was one of those things, too, that I started seeing like Bob Saget content without knowing that he had passed. Like I saw like a meme oh. of like, oh, the, the only Warriors fan before Steph got there. And it was Bob Saget and like his full Warriors get up spinning the basketball when he was working for that TV station as a sports reporter wake prior up, to San wake up San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, wake it was, up. It was really disappointing. Yeah, that was a great intro for a TV show, too. We could have done Maybe we'll do that one for a different break, the Wake Up San Francisco jingle. Yeah, yeah, really, it really was. Justin, just a few words on Bob Saget from you. Yeah, I mean, of course, I will always think of Bob Saget as being in Full House and being the dad of Full House. But for me, 
in his later years, it kind of transitioned into the roast master. I started watching all those roasts that he did oh, yeah. involving a number of people. And he was just so great. The way he delivered jokes, just phenomenal. So more so than Full House, I think I'll remember Bob Saget for being the funny guy that he was. He was he's very talented comedian. And it was funny just kind of like how sometimes vulgar his comedy was <laughs> growing up as him as like Danny Tanner. Right. And I've it's it's not COVID related, but I've had like it just I think everybody's got a little cold and just, you know, not feeling 110 percent. So I was just kind of like kind of trying to take a nap over the weekend, but still awake. And I just wanted uh, something wanted to watch something, but nothing that I really cared too much about. And the Entourage movie was on. And I don't think I'd seen it since I'd seen it in theaters. And it's an OK movie. Oh, gosh, you saw the Entourage movie in theaters. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you watch, if you watch the show, you had to. Uh, I mean, first off, not too many shows do that. Some do, but it's not right, all that. Right. Where you, Usually, where you it's have a like TV a, movie at best. It's you. You have exactly. You have a successful TV show, and then they actually. You always hear rumors that there's going to be a movie, and then they actually follow through with it. So yeah, of course, I was going to go see it in theaters. Uh, my roommates and I had watched it, the series in college and whatnot. So we made a trip of it. It was a good time, and so I just watched that the other day for the second time ever. And again, it's an okay movie, but he's hilarious in that. He's one of the funnier cameos in that whole movie. Uh, just a really talented actor and comedian, and and. On too soon, young, young uh, in the grand scheme of things. When a guilty pleasure of mine has and will always be Full House, even to this day, sometimes uh, everybody likes just kind of like a light show to fall asleep to. At, from time to time, Full House will be mine, especially if it's like a holiday. I'll try to put on like a Christmas Full House episode or something like that. Uh, but it's always been a guilty pleasure of mine, and I used to not be so brave enough to admit it and would get teased by my brother with it. My neighbor is one of my good friends and we'd shoot hoops after school every day in like sixth grade. Admitting that you like full house wasn't a very cool thing to do. No, uh, I was shooting hoops with him and my brother would come out on the front porch and be like, TJ full house is on. Do you want me to DVR this episode or have you seen it? And I would just get like super red in the face and have to act like I don't watch full house and reality. Big Full House guy. Love the show. Love Danny Tanner. I think he's the best TV dad in the history of TV dads. And uh, not happy. Not not happy that he has moved on. But such is, such is life and such is the world. So uh, there's our Bob Saget tribute. We'll maybe talk about him a little bit more as the show goes on. But we have a ton of sports to talk about. And it's a big sports day. Yes. College football national championship mm -hmm. tonight. We had a wild finish to week 18. Man, in in the NFL, and then Did we had that up for it all. No, heavens no! But I, I I watched the twenty minute highlight tape, so I feel like I saw it all when I woke up this morning. What a wild game! Uh, Scoots, were, were you up until the wee hours of Monday morning to watch the end of the Raiders Chargers game? I was not, only because I knew oh. it was, only because I knew it was not going to tie. So halftime rolled around, and I was like, yeah, I got to get some sleep. There's no way we're tying here. So I, I like many of you, you know, I, I was hunkering down, and essentially it came down to one possession where it was like, you know, if the, char if the Raiders just get a stop here, like, I'm done. I'm calling it a night. It was like 1030. And, of course, the Raiders could not get the stop. And the Chargers score. They go for two, and – Chris, uh, while down nine, and Collinsworth explains, you know, you the reason why you go for two now is you would rather know 
that you need you need two scores in, with four and a half minutes to play rather than like 30 seconds or whatever it may be. And I was like, yeah, I, I understand. I still would just rather it be a one-possession game now. Well, they go for two anyway. Get it anyway. But Mike Williams doesn't matter. They're only down seven. And the Raiders, and, and mind you, this is only like I'm only concerned about this because Big Ben's wife hangs in the balance. The Steelers, will they survive and go to the playoffs or not? The, the Raiders, they put in Marcus Mariota. They're out here just running read option bull crap. And, of course, quick three and out. Chargers get the ball back. And it, what proceeded was the longest. I mean, it took 22 minutes for a two-minute drive by the Chargers that ended with a touchdown by Mike Williams as time expired. Absolute insanity. One of the wildest football games I've ever watched. And I, like, was actively, like, just, Nick, whatever you do, don't, like, you're up this late. You have to see how this all ends. Don't fall asleep. So I would have to get on Twitter and just to see everything that was happening. And when they had field goals go back and forth in overtime, all of a sudden you just started seeing tweets of, it's happening. Oh my gosh, it's happening. It's happening. Until it didn't happen. Shout out to Daniel Carlson. Justin, we're in the playoffs, baby. <laughs> so I didn't realize it was that close. That's pretty crazy. Oh, so no. It really, like it, the tie almost came to fruition. No, the tie should have came to fruition, like for all intents and purposes, because there were there was like a, the two minute morning hit, and the Raiders were getting ready to cross midfield and they were running the ball, and it's like, oh well, they could just run this out, and essentially they were going to until on third and short, it was like third and three, uh, Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, calls a timeout. Uh, I guess it made made it about a minute or so left, and you're like, oh, gosh, they could have ran the clock out or at least gotten it close to running the clock out. And yet the Chargers called a timeout on third and three, third and four. After that timeout, Jacobs is like, all right, well, I'm going to go get the first down. He runs for the first down, gets a pretty decent gain, and then the following play runs it into field goal range. They call a timeout. Daniel Carlson had never missed a, a kick in Allegiant Stadium. And I thought, like, oh, God, that's the announcer. Curse, kiss of death. And he ends up putting it through the uprights as time expires. They kick the field goal with, like, two seconds left, and it goes in. But, yeah, it was it was to a point where it looked like they were trying to run out the clock until that timeout happened, and then Jacobs went for it. Uh, Diana Rossini was on the field asking players, like, okay, so were you all trying to run the clock out? And essentially, the the response she got was they thought that they might be. Some of the players did. Um, but Staley, he was trying to get a stop, and he, called, he says he called the timeout to get the stop because he wanted to make sure that they were running the clock out. Well, it didn't work. The Chargers didn't get the stop, and it ended up working out perfectly for the Raiders. But, man, what a... What a crazy, nutty finish to the first ever Week 18. Shout out to the Jaguars for making it all possible. Indianapolis Colts, you are frauds. You are losers. And shout out to the Steelers for getting it done. It was, a, it was a crazy, crazy, crazy Week 18 that had the wildest finish imaginable. Diana Rossini has me blocked for no reason because I've never, ever tweeted at her, <laughs> period, ever. Um, so, you know. 
healthy suck it her way. Uh, secondly, Chargers calling a timeout. That's the dumbest logic of all time. To make sure they were running out the clock, you stop the clock. It doesn't make any sense. And thirdly, I really wanted to see the reaction of a missed field goal. As t- like, would the Raiders have equally just as cheered as much, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and was- I, I think they should have just done a kneel off. I would have loved it. It ended up being such a wacky and wild game. All the fourth down conversions from the Chargers being down, oh. uh, you know, having to get that touchdown, the two-point conversion, and then all the fourth downs. It was a wacky game. They were it would, five would have been six fourth down. Would have been significantly better just to have a good old-fashioned kneel off. Kickoff starts the game. Team returning the kickoff. They kneel four times. They kick it. They punt it to the other team. They kneel four times. They punt it back to the other team. It would have been the most hilarious game in the history of football. It would have benefited both teams. Both would have gotten the goal that they were hoping for at the beginning of the season, advancing to the playoffs, keeping their Super Bowl hopes alive. That would have been better than the game that we did have Although it was such a wild and crazy finish, but I really wanted—I I wanted to see that missed field goal to end the game because both teams, like, would they have started hugging each other? Like, would <laughs> there have just been like helmets being thrown in the air, like it's a graduation day or something like that? I would have loved to see that reaction, but instead, one division rival says to the other, "Don't let the door hit you. We're the good Lord split you, and we'll see you next season." And if you're—I know we got a lot of them in the area. Best case scenario for the Bengals period you avoid the patriots you get the crappy raiders coming into town and for the first time in the history of the world nick roush the Bengals fans will be able to celebrate a playoff win with a text message that will happen on saturday Uh, never has there ever been a Bengals playoff win where somebody could text somebody after and say hey what a win yeah wild impossible because it didn't exist the last time they won a playoff (laughs) game uh but you know, don't don't count your chickens before they hatch. Oh, the Bengals are going to beat the Raiders. The Raiders have Team of Destiny vibes, young sports soccer. So don't rule them out. They were able to weather the tie storm. And I think, you know, as much fun as it is to talk about the tie off and, oh, they could have just ran out the clock. Part of it, I mean... Those two teams do not like one another. I don't think it's as bitter of a rival as like I, I, I think the Raiders might hate the other two division opponents, maybe more so, but it's still a division opponent. And I, I that's why the NFL schedule having these divisional games in the final week does make for more theater because like like the Dolphins, they they didn't have a care in the world. Like they shouldn't have. They were eliminated from playoff contention, but they hate the Patriots. So they're going to go out there and they're going to put it on them. Uh, and and that's what made yesterday is as much uh, as Saturday night with the Eagles sitting players. What a bunch of losers, by the way. Like they all, they, they've done that two years in a row. Like Eagles suck it. Trevor suck it. Uh, but you, you worried that there wasn't going to be, you worried about the entertainment level of some of the games yesterday. And it ended up just being good old fashioned fun chaos. Those fourth downs, TJ. On that last Charger drive, it took 22 minutes because every time it was just like we're going to drop passes until it's fourth and ten, and then we're going to convert or third and ten. I mean, it was every single time there was reviews where they got the initial call wrong, and then as soon as they go to replay, it's like, oh yeah, he did catch it to get down to the 12 yard line. Um, I mean, it was just, and then of all people, like Collinsworth, the whole time is like Mike Williams is your biggest guy. You're probably going to want to go to him. And they kept going to him, and they just weren't 
Like they weren't doubling him up. And hell, they actually did double him up on the game tying touchdown, uh, which was quite hilarious. But the the one thing that would have been very funny because both teams look just gassed. Would have been very funny if Staley would have gone for two instead of sending it to overtime. That would have just like Yeah, I wondered Twitter, that too. Twitter would have had a meltdown. I wondered if that crossed their mind when I was watching the highlights of it. Of course, I knew uh, that it didn't in that way, but I, I was curious if that did they? I'm sure he was probably asked that somewhere along the line. Um, interesting, interesting game. Playoffs are set. Love the Packer. I love the way the NFC shook out too. Green Bay will avoid the Cowboys or the Bucks until the NFC Championship game. Those are the two teams I'm more worried about. I'm not really scared of the Rams or the Cardinals. No. Green be. Bay beat the Cardinals in Arizona with zero wide receivers. And Roush, you can slap me silly if Matt Stafford comes into Lambeau Field and beats the Packers in a playoff game. So I'm not worried about the divisional round, which is nice. Um, I don't think you'll see an upset of the Eagles over the Bucks or who is it, the 49ers at the Cowboys. If there would yeah. be one, maybe be the 49ers, and then if yeah. Francisco would travel to Green Bay. That wouldn't worry right. me too much either. So uh, I think the only two teams in the NFC that that could beat Green Bay would be the Cowboys or the Bucks. So you get them in the NFC Championship game, and if you got to expect a tough game when you're in the National Football League semifinals. So uh, I like it the way that it sets up for – Green Bay, are you all – I mean, the Steelers are just going to get completely housed by the Chiefs. No. <laughs> what, what's the line you're willing to put on that there? Well, Mr. I think <laughs> it's the it's the biggest line of opening weekend. They've got the dates. Oh, I bet it's like six and a half at least, right? Did you all see the way that they've got this scheduled for uh, for this weekend? Let me, yeah, run it, let me, uh, let me break it, it down up. for you. Yeah. yeah. Raiders, we, Bengals we, on Saturday, uh-huh. 4.30 – Six and, and a half then, point favorite, Bengals. Yes. And then Saturday night, Patriots Bills, which is the playoff game of the weekend. Uh, and that's a Saturday night fun one. Bill Belichick heads to Buffalo. You know he'd much rather be heading to Cincinnati, but that's not the way that things shook out. They split and, the first two games. You had the game that was where the Patriots just didn't throw the ball at all and won. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, uh, gosh, that's going to be a really, really fun one. So, yeah. I love the Saturday slate. I think the Sunday slate is absolutely terrible. It really uh, is bad. Eagles Bucks at one o'clock, Tampa's nine point <laughs> favorites. Um, shout out to the Eagles and Cowboys for costing me my parlay. Cowboys absolutely suck it for keeping your starters in deep into the fourth quarter. You all are jokes, <laughs> and I hate Wait. you. You you bet you bet you better get you would you you roll with Trevor's Eagles. I'm sorry, buddy. Plus seven. Sorry. They were supposed to. It, yeah, if everybody's healthy, I feel pretty solid about that bet. To be honest with you, but then they announced like 20 minutes before the game that Jalen Hurts isn't going to play. And I was like, well, crap. And I was like, but they, you know, the Cowboys say Dak's not going to play the whole game, so maybe he'll just go out there, do a few series, and then they'll pull him. Nope, kept the dude in till the fourth quarter. Um, hate you, Cowboys. Now that being said. I would have lost it on the Colts the next day anyways. And yeah. I did hedge a little bit. What I hedged was I bet Cowboys money line and equaled it out where I was going to profit $100 on my bet. So I did make $100 on the parlay. However, go. I didn't cash out the $400, and I didn't win the $1,000 if the bets would have hit. Mm. That being said, though, if the Eagles would have covered, I would have not cashed out because I would have been so sure that the Colts would have won. Yep. In Jacksonville, they were minus 1,000. And then Carson uh, Wentz just got smoked. He was Ooh. so bad. I mean, really, if you're a Colts fan, you gotta, you personally need to be a little embarrassed. That was terrible. That was really, really bad. Anyways, I continue. Uh, 49ers, Cowboys, 430 Sunday. That's, that's solid. Could be decent, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Dallas, a three-point favorite, which I think is kind of an interesting line. And then you end Sunday night, Steelers-Chiefs, which... 11.5-point dogs. 11.5 points. That's a lot of points for a playoff game. But you know what? Big Ben now, he's throwing passes past the the line to gain on third down. He's a new man. His last He's game in Pittsburgh, he threw he, he threw like a 50-yard bomb. I was like, this is 2003 or something? What the hell's going on here? But yeah, yeah, he's starting to sling it around a little bit. And then what I'm most excited about a week from today, Cardinals-Rams Monday night playoff game is going yeah. to be electric. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, the Rams, they uh, I have a friend who's a diehard Saints fan, and he did, like the Rams are the most – I'm trying to – Think of a good comparison because they are they they can be so explosive and so much fun at times, but when the going gets tough, they get they they, they really turtle. And I don't know, I don't, I don't have a good comparison for that. Just like, man, this team should be world beaters, but they're just too soft. Uh, and, Purdue Purdue basketball. Oh, okay, that might not be a bad one. Like good, you know talented you see all the pieces you want it you think you can check all the boxes push comes to shove they come up short wow man i'm just they come up short i really just want to say shout out to the nfl because you you this week 18 like entering the weekend you even said something tj like this is this is not going to be very good this is like we should be getting ready for the playoffs right now and i was seeing old clips of like on this date and you had great divisional games past brought up but that 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 game that Sunday night game I I can only recall a handful of regular season NFL games that really jumped out to me especially where the storylines entering the game met expectations in the game and one of them was the Chiefs Rams Monday night football game from like 2 or 3 years ago oh yeah where they both had high flying offenses. You you knew it was going to be crazy, and it ended up being like a fifty nine to fifty two game or something ridiculous like that. That was kind of like this game where you had the tie talk and and all of the dominoes somehow fell the right way. Shout out to Josh Allen for getting big time tackles for loss on fourth down. Yeah, he was uh, everywhere. Yeah, he was an absolute beast. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence for playing the game of his life. Maybe he actually. Like that—that's exactly what you want to see as a Jags fan going into year two, and you get the number one overall pick again. Like, boom, perfect. But yeah, the Packers, every- Packers lose to the Lions, keep the Lions from getting the Lions winning, kept them from getting the number one pick. I actually think it was a big brain move by Green Bay. You don't want your division oh, rival Smart. having the excitement of a number one pick. So good, good play by Green Bay losing that one. Um, uh, although Aaron Rodgers is just so good. Gosh, maybe. Can I say too that the Lions? I love those uniforms. I don't know why they don't wear them all the time. I agree. Yeah, I said, the, I said the same thing to the wife. I was like, "That's a that's a sharp look." And then I've got this like little outdoor landscaping light thing. And when Kentucky's playing, I make it the lights blue and white. And I didn't realize I hadn't switched them over to green and gold on Sunday, oh, so they're still wow. blue and white. While the Packers Lions game's going on, I'm like, "No, oh no!" People are gonna think I'm Mike Rutherford and a dorky was, Lions. Fan. Was he uh, talking trash to you? Talking smack? No, he doesn't really talk to me, so I didn't hear from him. Oh wow! That's, <laughs> I guess because he knows that um, the real big X, like, come on, every other big X teams in the playoffs except for the Detroit Lions. So, and the Eagles. Eagles no, are in the playoffs. playoffs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So they're setting. Wow. Players. Yeah. Suck it. Suck it, Mike. 
Well, I do <laughs> want to, uh, I want to do that. Like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this now. Um, Justin, are you ready to tell us the steal your girl story or what? Negative. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people. Well, it was like three over the weekend. We're like, Hey, has he told you off the air what it is? Will you tell me what it is? I, I, like, I almost, I almost texted you all on Friday to tell you, but I was like, ah, eh, let's let the mystery go a little longer. And the reason you said you didn't want to put it's it just, on I, air I, is because you 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 don't want it coming back and haunting you. No, I'm just I'm not gonna tell a half-ass story, which is what I would have to do on air. I want to tell the full story. The full <laughs> story I, is much better. Well, we'll drop it after today. Until given, you, giving you a brief synopsis isn't gonna is it's not gonna help. You're just gonna continue to ask me questions like, well, what happened here? What happened here? Because it's just not gonna be enough for you. But I, I, but I think some's better than none. I think it's what a lot of folks get at. And I, I think and all I, and is I don't, better than some. And I don't buy the notion that you're worried about this potentially hurting a future career endeavor. No, nah, not necessarily. No, it's just it's not a radio safe story. Period. Well, I did have a listener bring up something regarding radio safe and Justin Kalen. And I hate to bring the Joan Gotcha girls out on you, Justin, but are you ready? I'm ready. And this is incredibly, incredibly not safe for work. So if you hurry, don't let a kid see. Oh, God. But Justin, have you seen your Twitter likes? No. You may want to go. Not. You may want to go polish those bad boys up, buddy. <laughs> Take a peek. You, uh, you've, you, you've just got very hardcore pornography on your Twitter likes. Really? <laughs> I mean, the the nastiest of the nastiest. Are you serious? Things oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! What oh, happened, Justin? Gosh. There's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there's a ton. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> oh man, Was might be might be due for a password change, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, password hack. <laughs> and I think they're spaced out. We've got one in November. November. But, but to be fair, I don't think Justin's like November. going through those Twitter pages. He's like, you know what? I want to save this one for later. That's <laughs> to, true. To be, yeah. to be fair, I had no idea that was even on Twitter. Oh so that's gosh. that's news to me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's really funny. That's oh that thanks for alerting me there, pal. And some would say maybe, you know, I should have alerted you off the air, but you're you it's gone. You know, yeah. you've done you've you've, yeah. you've you fixed it, and Absolutely. I would think that maybe only like four people could have rushed and figured it out <laughs> quick enough to see it. But, oh, Justin, you are my favorite radio producer <laughs> in the history of producing. Oh, wow. Suck it, Trevor. That's a big suck it to Trevor. You're not getting that kind of content on Trevor's likes. No way, Jose. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I am. I'm thoroughly shocked. I, I truly, <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> I had no idea that Twitter even had that content, so but the, I'm, I'm baffled. <laughs> oh, gosh, hold on. I got a cough. Oh, this is great. Oh, that. but the point is, like, you can't get scared of what you may say on the air because... It's true. You know, yeah, you know? I mean, I got it all out there on Twitter, so... <laughs> let it, right. it rip, baby. You're right. All right, I'm glad you took care of that. All right, let's go to a break. We got to talk the Caps 
got a lot of UK news, football and basketball, and we spent the first segment talking NFL. So it's going to be a busy show. We got a lot of texts over the weekend on the Thornton's text line. Pop by Thornton's on your way into the office today. Get yourself a Wide Willy Donut. They're so good. They're so fresh. Or some coffee, also fresh as well. It'll get you started for your new week. Fresh week, fresh donuts from Thornton's. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. It's like, how can you, how can you hate? How can you hate? You just got to like look at her and be like, ugh, she probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Speaking of bad, bad girls, are you all up to speed with Britney Spears' Instagram? Justin, I'm sure you probably are. Oh, I am not. What did uh, I know that she was trying to free herself on there for a while with subtle messages? Did she get a little more over the top? Yeah, she's just like posting complete and total nudes, except like covering up, you know, private parts with emojis. Oh, like, uh, and her caption is "Free woman energy has never felt better." And well, it's good just for her. her completely naked body but with like the smallest little emojis covering up the it's it's interesting you know she's just she was held back for so long that now that she's free she's just gonna let it all hang out it's like 25 years too late (laughs) (laughs) i I, uh well you can also see like okay maybe i can see why people were maybe trying to control um, her life, but you got to let her do what she wants to do. I was li- the only reason I found out about it. I was listening to another radio station yesterday um, on my way back to the house, and they were like, "It, it was just one of your local hip hop stations in mm-hmm. in Louisville," and they were like, "You won't believe Britney Spears' Instagram pages. Head on over to our radio website. We've got the details and the goods." I was like, "Who's going right. to run over to your radio website? Everybody would just go to the Instagram page themselves." <laughs> <laughs> and secondly it's not like 1995 if people want to see like you know naked women they can do it pretty easily just go to justin's twitter page no kidding <laughs> you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio 96 1 fm 1450 a.m justin did you bet the hoosiers yesterday i did not no i didn't make it over in indiana i was gonna bet minnesota i thought iu would win but i just thought it maybe be a sleepy game for iu the big week that they had and whatnot yeah, that line that line stunk indiana had a dunk at the end of the game that covered i would have been so devastated if i had bet minnesota lucky i didn't get over there for that one but good week for you or uh a nice nice week for your hoosiers justin yeah. that's uh you you people in bloomington started to get a little excited uh, i mean the unrealistic ones yeah I mean, it's 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 two teams you should have. Well, maybe you shouldn't have beat Ohio State, but you definitely yeah. should have beat Minnesota. Sure, no question. But about. You took care of business. I mean, how many yeah. times in the past have you all slipped up and had bad losses? Happened this year at Penn State, but um, and if actually speaking of that, I think this weekend, if it told us anything in college basketball, just a friendly reminder: winning on the road not always easy. You had a ton of teams go down, and even Duke they lost at home. We'll talk. Yep. About, we'll, we'll get Losers. into the college basketball landscape here shortly because I want to talk about. The cats, Roush. 
Let's talk about him. Uh, before we begin, I want to start by saying that uh, I have to I, – I had a moment Saturday night where I looked at myself in the mirror and said, Nick, what are you doing? Because I have – I have become dumb, angry fan online tweeting out nonsense takes. And I, I gotta, I, I've got to recalibrate to get my mind right um, during these games. So I've got to reserve some of my spicy takes during games because I'm over here complaining about the lineup. And it's like, oh, wait, UK's actually doing fine. They're going to end up smashing Georgia and Ty Ty Washington is going to break an assist record in the process. Chill out, Roush. So I'm, I'm going to chill out. I'm going to chill out and let the, let the cake bake in the month of January. Then I can get back to my hot takes in February. Oh man, you're, you did have some tweets that kind of steam my biscuits this weekend. They were uh, bad. Your, were. your, your screen take really ticked me off. Oh no, no, no. I, I, I will not back down from that one. And I, that's also some of it's biased because that's, like what I'm like, I love just making dudes knees buckle with screens, but also like, dude, that set a good screen. If you're standing still, then that's like a good screen. I, I agree with your, like, yes, Cal, they're not eliminating the screen. Come on. And like, it, you know, could, could coaches maybe teach against just like laying people out 60 feet away from the basket? Yeah, you, you can. I, I don't think you change the whole rule because of that. It, it it's not necessarily a dirty play, but like, yeah, you could. I mean, the basketball game can go on as continued if if you weren't doing that sort of deal. What my issue was your analysis of you just have to call it out. That's the equivalent of like telling somebody don't get CTE if you go across the middle in football. Like, hey, you know, don't get your brains beat in. It's a, you can't in a perfect world. Yes, you don't get nailed by a screen, but. There was nobody there to call that out for Wheeler. Well, for me, the part that frustrates me and like t to make it a rule change thing is this isn't like a, a widespread problem. We don't have dudes. Yes, I getting, agree with you. We don't have dudes getting injured. Like I've seen hundreds of people get put on the ground because of a hard screen. And maybe like Wheeler might be the second person I've ever seen actually get hurt from one of these. It happens, uh, and I don't love the play, but yes, they're not going to change the rule because of that. I just didn't like your analysis of like all you got to do is call it out. I mean, that's just not always well, practical to be able to call out every screen. Uh, right, right. It's not always practical, but there's also a like if you're guarding a dude at around the half court line, um, I know that there's not a great chance of a screener being there, but you would think as you're moving side to side, almost completely perpendicular with the floor. You know, you might have your head on a swivel a little bit. I mean, granted, it was it was a good screen. He got there. He surprised the dude. Rarely do you run into those that hard in the open court like that. Uh, but I just I just hated the whole like like we're gonna let, let's change the rules. It's like, dude, it was a player safety thing in football. Like people were getting their bells rung on a regular like on a game by game basis. Like th this is not the same equivalent as football is right now. Uh, but you know what? Without Wheeler, uh, Kentucky was just fine. Kentucky was just fine with Ty Ty Washington running the show. Uh, Tom Crean, though, God, what a funny. weirdo! And again, I you know I promised to be nice. I don't remember my exact stipulations. Maybe was it just until the Georgia game? But you know, people were making a big deal about his embrace with Wheeler, and I initially I didn't see it in real time. 
I was like, okay, people are just being tough on Tom Green because he's kind of a weirdo. And then just watching him on the sidelines, what a nut. I mean, no, no, what a nut. He's going to be gone from Georgia. I wonder where he goes next. Probably into TV for yeah. a little bit. Maybe he'll, if he wants to take like a, you know, go the Billy G route and go really, really small school, he could potentially do that. Uh, Billy G's doing pretty well, by the way. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if you see him at a bigger school sooner rather than later. But I didn't see it in real time. So I just thought people were overreacting. That was weird. No yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was a weird interaction. And, like, Wheeler definitely grimaces in pain when Crean grabs his neck. It was so weird. Like, that's not made up, or that's not just, like, people over-exaggerating. He, Wheeler's face is like, oh, God, that doesn't feel good. If somebody had an injured wrist and somebody did a really exaggerated, like, handshake where they were, like, flailing the wrists around, people would be like, oh, that's kind of bizarre. Why is he doing that to somebody with an injured wrist? I don't think Tom Crean was trying to hurt Wheeler's neck, but what a what a what a weirdo. Well, and so my brother-in-law, he had elbow surgery like a few weeks before Christmas, and so he he had the benefit of like he knew on Christmas Eve that people you know they're gonna come up and they're gonna hit you on accident because they've had some drinks and they're used to just like patting somebody on the back or whatever it may be. But he at least had an elbow brace there to like one of those robotic looking things to at least like give a warning sign to folks like, hey, something's wrong. Don't don't hit me here. So we or did not have the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he should have worn a neck brace and gone full like I've been in an auto accident kind of look about him to really hit the the point home with Tom Crean. But Crean should have known that. And then it was so awkward because you could tell that he was saying something to Wheeler and Wheeler was just kind of blowing him off. And then the two were sitting there just kind of staring at each other and Crean decided, okay, well this is the point where I like kiss his forehead and hug his neck and just move on. Oh, so weird. The whole thing. Yeah. They're like standing at odds. It doesn't really look like the most pleasant conversation. And then there's like an embrace that is clearly one-sided if you were to use the adjective warm embrace, it was only warm maybe for one person. And even then, Crean dismisses him as quickly as he embraced him and just moves on like nothing ever happened. Like he storms off almost. It's it so whole, The whole thing was bizarre to me. Man, so weird. But, um, you know, like I said, Kentucky, they were fine without Xavier Wheeler. Ty Ty Washington set a new single-game assist record, surpassing John Wall with 17 and some of it, yes, uh, Tom Crean does not teach players how to play defense. I don't know how he hasn't learned. Like, eventually, you've got to adapt as a coach, and he does not play defense. But um, I was really, I was really worried there at the end too. Like, oh, this is the perfect ending. Oscar Sheba catches the lob for the record, and he missed it. And you're like, oh no, God, yeah. really? This is how we're gonna blow it. But he ended up getting one I think on the rebound they kicked it to him and he had an easy pass for layup with like 50 seconds ago to get the record Kentucky won by 15 uh and the way that Cal phrased this going into the game is that you know this could end up being a blessing in size for Tata guys like Jamal Murray and uh Tyrese Maxey they weren't really playing on the ball here but they're playing on the ball at the next level now here's your shot and Ty-Ty made the most of it, and especially when you've got the Georgia Vandy back-to-back, this could be a good time to develop some reliable point guard skills for Ty-Ty Washington. Yeah, it's uh, 
Gosh, I, I would I would not have thought that going into that game, the Tati Washington would break John Wall's assist record. Uh, I wasn't even totally aware that John Wall held the assist record. Yeah. I, that, that was a piece of UK history I had forgotten about. It is crazy just how many Calipari players have set UK records or near UK records. And it has been over a decade of the Calipari era, but it does just go, go to show the caliber of players that he brings in. I would have never thought Todd Ty would be there. If you're talking about Calipari's best passers, Todd Ty doesn't make my top five. I'm not sure if he makes my top 10, but you got to see what it looked like when he had the keys to the offense. And it also makes you wonder if he doesn't get hurt against LSU, how that game unfolds on Tuesday night. Uh, Great game from him. Only two turnovers to go with the 17 assists. Pretty darn good ratio there. And that first half was bad. I wasn't happy with it. It was it was just not very focused in basketball from Kentucky. But let's make no mistake about it. It was primarily on the defensive end for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like an all-systems failure. Kentucky just was sleepwalking. Offensively, they did some really nice things against Georgia in the first half and certainly in the second half. And Ty Ty running the show was a lot of fun to watch. It was just the defense in the first half that I wasn't thrilled about. And then they picked it up in the second half. It is what it is. I hit the mute button. I hit the mute button and it didn't do it. My bad. My bad. I've got a stupid microphone. I didn't mean, mean to interrupt right there. Uh, I mean, you were just exchanging coughs, but uh, that's why this mute button's so huge. I've done the same thing, Roush. You sometimes don't get around to hitting it. It happens. But I, I, it was the defense for me, the only thing that was a bummer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I'm really going to try to do my best to stop, although it probably won't. It'll probably be the next loss that I'll get triggered. But, gosh, the whiny UK fans, what do we do, Roush? What do we do? There, there's just nothing we can do, um, and 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 it's a lot of it. Like it, it goes back to the you you have to beat certain teams to kind of remove the stigma. Like I I, I and I'm part of it too, where I've got a, a a bad taste from last year that's like lingering, and you've got one like quality win since. Uh, but B, like part of my brain, it just takes some time for me to shift. From the football way of things where we are the kind of underdog that's just scratching and clawing to get to the top. Whereas it's the opposite in basketball where you're the big alpha dog and you're used to just beating the hell out of everybody. And when you don't just immediately gobsmack Georgia, a bad Georgia team, and it, you just look at the score. Why is this a close game? And part of it was they were just hitting some shots. Like I don't think they were all necessarily wide open looks by any means. But Kentucky had two seven zero runs, and then Georgia would just hit a three, and then another three, and another three, and they'd keep it close. And you're like, "What the hell? This team is bad." You've got like two goober white guys out there taking charges and making this close game. Like, what the hell is going on? I, I think part of it is our brains are just used to people just absolutely destroying teams, and when that doesn't happen right away, our patience has run thin as fans, and it, it's it's. maybe slightly understandable because of last year. And I I think that's just our natural reaction is that we put up those, those guards quicker than we should because last year we got hurt. We got hurt. And this is, this is how we're reacting is we're just being irrationally angry online. We shouldn't be. I know I'm part of that uh, for some of this. I I freely admit it. 
Um, and that's why I've got I've got to chill on some of my spicy takes because they look really dumb. Uh, folks who send their hot takes out on Twitter during the games, they don't have people seeing them the following day and calling you an idiot for them like I do because uh, it's just the, the algorithms don't work quite that way if you have less followers. I have people just destroy me all day on Sunday, and I deserve it. I totally deserve it because they are dumb, irrational moves in the heat of the moment where you just get angry because you're like, gosh, guys, what are we doing here? And I I think that it's, it's going to be a thing uh, for a little while until this team, I, I I just that's the point is I don't know what the what the how you get over that and how you move on. Maybe it's beating Tennessee handedly at Rupp on s- next Saturday, but uh, you know I, I think some of it you're gonna have to beat a decent team on the road too. And even then, I think there's still just going to be there's going to be a section of fan that's just going to stay angry online because that's really their best. Like Kentucky basketball for a lot of folks is how we express ourselves through this team and beating people all the time was so much fun. Now when they're mad, it's like, okay, we've got a lot of things not going well in our lives. So we're just going to take it out on our favorite team. I, I, I do think that that has a lot to do with it and it's unfortunate, but it's just, you know, we're going to keep piling through it. Kentucky's going to beat te- beating teams on the way. It's the, it, but it's the same people I think collectively all the time. Now, if they did what you just did and said, listen, during games, I just get way too worked up. And I, I don't really always mean what I say. I love UK basketball. Yeah, I get probably a little too emotional. I'll try to be better. Then what more could you ask for? But I had two different people during that first half say, this is why Calipari needs to get fired. I'm such an idiot for being such a Calipari supporter. I backed myself into a corner, and this is what I get. Close first halves against Georgia. Both those accounts, I don't know if they're still – they made themselves private because I just want to see, like, what are they saying during the second half? What are they saying? Are they enjoying Oscar just put up insane numbers and people? it's just so ho-hum now that, like, it's just commonplace for him to do that? Are they excited that Ty Ty Washington broke John Wall's assist record and will be in the U.K. history books maybe forever for a very, very long time? Uh, what are they saying? They went to private. They just went to private. And guess what? I guess I bet the next time that U.K. things aren't going great, They'll be back in my mentions doing the same old crap. And, Brash, I thought that too. All right, you didn't get the payoff in 2020 for the tournament. Maybe that was a Final Four team. Maybe that was a title team. Maybe it would have been an early tournament loss and people would have lost their minds. Who knows? But regardless, you got nothing from it. Then you have the horrible 21 season. That was tough on everybody. It stunk. Nobody liked it. I was willing to give Calipari like, hey, you know, don't let it happen again, but what we're going we're gonna to let this happen. It, Bad seasons can happen to anybody. But it made me go back and think of, like, 2017, one of my favorite UK teams ever, ever. It's such a joy to watch the way they play, the way they share the ball, and really the tempo and how fast they played and how they could score. You had the same people literally peeing their diapers because Malik Monk had the audacity to smile on the bench during a Florida loss. Like, there is a sickness in this fan base, and it's the same folks that just want to eat their own tail anytime they get a chance. And I just don't get how you can be a, and I'm using, you know, bunny ears here, a fan, and then so quickly and so readily act like the whole, the whole organization needs to be burned to the ground. This is a fun team. I don't know why. Like, that's the way basketball works is it's not always perfect. 
These are yeah. 18 to 21 year old kids. When they're playing a Saturday night game against the worst team in the SEC, they may not be the most motivated that they've ever been. They may not be. That happens. They came out a little slow. What you do want to see is them eventually turn it around, fix it, get that yeah. pep in their step. Mm -hmm. They did that. It's just a talented, fun team. It seems like a likable group. I and again, us doing this is giving them some credence. But so I'm not gonna I'm gonna not do it again. But I'm just gonna let you know if Kentucky goes down there and struggles against Vanderbilt on Tuesday, those same goobers are gonna do the same stuff. This is a good basketball team. They will be fine. Probably Man. won't be a one seed. Maybe not a two seed. They're gonna have a they're gonna have a solid seed, and they're gonna be they're gonna have a good chance to make a run in March. Let's roll. I know that I'm definitely uh, different in this matter, right? Because, you know, I get tunnel vision with football going on. And for me, it, it, it takes my brain a little while to get used to it. But when you're seeing guys miss shots, like I, I'm I'm with – right there, TJ, they're like, hey, basketball's not perfect. You just don't come out and start smashing teams right away. I forget that. Like I, I do. Football's different where you can just start steamrolling teams right away. You have the superior talent. You're going to win the game. Basketball things get wonky, and guys start hitting shots. Uh, Grady, he was off to start the game, and it it I can go back to those lazy like, oh, you're playing so many bigs, like not even realizing like in my dumb angry brain that oh yeah, it's because they don't have any other players. There's yeah. like four guards available, yeah. like or three, you know. And and you know what's great is that. Like you are seeing moments where we talk about this with the Keon Brooks, Jacob Toppin at the four, where one of them is probably going to have a good game. It's it's difficult to see two of them having uh, a great game on the same night, but Brooks, he was money in that second half in mid-range. They could not guard him, flashing that high post. Same thing with Mintz and Grady. I, I think at LSU is a little bit different, and they were kind of scrambling, so both of them needed to play well, and they did hit some shots to start that second half. But when Grady was off, Mitz was on five of seven threes and ended up with a kind of a quiet 19 points. Like, And he was getting to the rim when they needed somebody to get to the rim. He's not the best at it, but like he can do that against a team like Georgia. Maybe not against the best defensive team in the country, but against a team like Georgia, he can get to the rim enough to, to force them to, to, to play him honestly. And that gets them some open looks from three-point land. So, um I, I do like the yin and yang we are getting from this team, but it's just, you know, I, my own dumb brain is getting in my way and I, I get angry too quickly. And that's, you know, that's, that's on, that's on me. That's a me but problem. That's not a Kentucky problem. The only way we grow as humans, Roush, is to say that stuff out loud, admit to it, and you know, the next time things aren't going, the everybody wants Kentucky to win. I think everybody wants Kentucky to dominate. We're all in this together. It's just the way people handle things differently. Um, you'll grow from that, and that's good. And I love seeing Mints have a big game. He's going to be. I think he's an important piece to this team. I, you know, you throw Sharp in there. I'm not sure how it all shakes out, but Kentucky between Grady and Mintz, you got to have somebody hitting from deep each and every game. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Grady on Saturday. So Mintz stepped up and said, you know what? Let me knock down five of these triples for you. Yeah. No big deal. Now uh, a thousand point it. scorer at UK. Yeah. He got that on Tuesday against LSU. They came back on Saturday and gave him the ball and honored him for it. Congrats to him for that. Congrats to Ty Ty. And then the Oscar is 29 and 17. And he's kind of like an afterthought in all of this. <laughs> First completely, time. Completely. 
I, I think it was first time in UK history you had two 17 and 17 guys in a game, which that's crazy. Yeah, nutty. I mean, it, is, it, it, it is crazy. Uh, there were things that troubled me. There were things that I didn't love. There's things that I have questions about or wish were a little different. We'll come back an hour or two. We'll talk about that stuff. But ultimately, it was a snoozer of a game against Georgia. Kentucky had a bad half, came back in the second half, took care of business, and now you turn your attention to Vanderbilt on the road looking for your first road win on Tuesday night. So we'll come back. We'll talk more about the Cats. Uh, we'll talk more about some comments from Calipari. We'll talk sharp, and then we'll eventually need to get into some football because a huge football weekend. Huge football weekend. And we're not talking NFL. We already did that now, or we already did that in the first segment. Uh, we got to talk more UK football news. So we'll come back. We'll get to all that. We got to get to the Thornton's text line as well. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports oh, Radio, cool. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We'll be right back. Let's just rehearse this beginning to end once with no stops, please. That's right. Danny, perk it up. Becky, perk it down. And action. Wake up, San Francisco. Hi, I'm the perky Danny Tanner. And I'm the stiff Rebecca Donaldson. And starting next week, you'll be seeing a new and improved Wake Up San Francisco. It's warmer. It's friendlier. So let our happy home. Be a part of your happy home. Get yourself comfortable. Grab yourself a cup of coffee. And a Pop-Tart. And join us every morning at 9 as we say, Wake, Wake up, up, San Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> that looked really good. Yeah, it works for me. Wake up! Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen honoring Bob Saget, a.k.a. TV's best dad, Danny Tanner. Sudden passing yesterday. Great scene from Full House there, if you're unfamiliar with it. Uh, should we change the name of our show to Wake Up Kentucky? Just an honor. Wake <laughs> up. It is fun to say that. Didn't we? I'm pretty sure that we had uh, some form of wake up was like pitched. Like, we, no, the, the two finalists were the morning wake and take and <laughs> Kentucky roll call. <laughs> Do you know that, Justin? Uh, yeah, you all brought that up not too long ago. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm sure we probably... When you do radio for this long, you bring up the same stuff several times, I would imagine. Yeah, those were the two finalists. But Wake Up Kentucky, uh, Dibs, if I ever do another radio show, I call that one. Except it'll be like an afternoon show. <laughs> <laughs> if Trevor did it, it would be at 6 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, 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 it would apply to the Trevors of the world for sure. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to us here on Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, replay of the show, 9 to 11. Tons of ways to listen to the show. I know the data and hassle-free streaming number has been causing some people some issues. But fear not, the TuneIn Radio app, that works. That's solid. And you can also just tell Alexa or whatever device you have in your house, play Big X Sports Radio. Bada boom, bada bing, you hear the show. If you can't listen live, that's understandable. If, you're, if you can't listen to 96.1 FM in the Louisville area or 1450 AM in the Louisville area and surrounding counties, 
catch us on the podcast. Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We always appreciate our podcast listeners and our live listeners. And Roush, we appreciate the people that bring you the podcast. Yeah, our good friends at Cornbread Hemp. Uh, it, it made staying uh, awake. I was, I was relaxing, having a good time, and I just wanted to fall asleep after enjoying some cornbread hemp last night. But that football game, it 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 kicked me in the keister and made sure I stayed awake for it. I did wake up feeling refreshed, though, thanks to the powers of CBD. They got full-spectrum CBD sprinkled in with a little bit of THC in there just to, to take, take a load off, help you with your, your aches and pains, and will help you rest easy this new year. Just use the promo code BIGX at checkout. You'll get 30% off at cornbreadhemp.com. Cornbreadhemp.com. New year, new you. Kick it off right with Cornbread Hemp. Save yourself some money as well, and we love our friends at Cornbread Hip. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502 414 1450, 502-414-1450. I do want to talk more about basketball. I want to talk about Saturday's game, uh, what we liked and disliked about it. The text line, I know, has some text from Saturday night that will will take us in that direction. Roush, so I wanted to kind of pivot here at least briefly yep. and talk about the football news this weekend. Yeah, uh, I think the... The news that I'm going to be waiting around all day for is Darian Henry. Uh, Darian Henry Young is how he goes by now. You remember him as the four-star recruit that Kentucky heavily pursued in the 2020 class from Princeton High School in Cincinnati. Uh, Vince made a splash when he got Henry and Paris Johnson Jr. to come down for a visit as juniors. And... I mean, his teammate at Princeton, Paris Johnson, was like a top 10 player in the class, and Henry was a top 125 guy. Talented recruit that spent two years at Ohio State, but he got a little dinged up, got hurt, uh, and then he got passed by because that's what happens at Ohio State. They bring in like five-star defensive ends all the time. A big, big body. He can come in right away and make an impact, which would be, be awfully timely because another guy that Kentucky – went down to the home stretch in his recruitment was Tyler Barron. They were in that same recruiting class. Kentucky was right in the mix until the end. Barron, he did the old nil dipsy do. He's like, I'm going to go into the portal. Tennessee fans are going to lose their minds. I'm going to get my nil bumped up a little bit there. And he ends up coming back to Tennessee. Um, so as Kentucky missed out on that, they get Henry on campus for a visit this weekend. And if all went well on that visit, I know Jatan McLean, another Cincinnati guy, was lobbying for him on Twitter, on social media events, gave him the rounds. I, I would expect if 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 Henry's going to join the Kentucky football team, it's going to happen today or tomorrow. Uh, so that's something you got to keep your eye on. The spring semester starts today at UK. I believe the last day to drop or add classes is Wednesday or Thursday. So I would anticipate if this move is going to happen, it's going to happen before then. Um, and, you know, uh, it, logic dictates that, like, if you're going to do all this and you're going to – if Henry's going to be playing spring football, it's going to be at Kentucky. So uh, really excited, looking forward to, to seeing that news if it becomes official. I know things can get tricky in the portal. Um, they move fast. But it looks like after getting that visit that Kentucky's in a good spot to get – a, a huge recruit that could pay dividends on that defensive line. Yeah, nice to see Tyler Barron back to being a good, not overweight football player. 
Uh, good for Tennessee because uh, he had stunk for a day, but now he's back to being good. So congrats to the Vols. But I wanted him in, at Kentucky, so I was bummed by that news. I hated losing Bogle to M- Michigan State. Roush, I was starting to get nervous. Now, I will say this, though. You can't really fall back on any production numbers from this guy from Ohio State. Now, he was behind one of the better fronts in college football, so you can make of that what you will. But I still don't know if this is a sure thing. Uh, no, and you don't know if it's a sure thing. But uh, if you compare the him with Barron, uh, I think the biggest difference is he's just a lot larger and Kentucky likes size at that spot. I think he was weighed in at 280. Uh, and, and the thing that I was encouraged by is, you know, now with on three, I, I, I know some people that cover other teams elsewhere, and I, I reached out to a couple of the Ohio State guys, and they were like, like, is this – like he just got passed up because they have talent, or was there, there are problems there? And there wasn't any sort of concern about his work ethic or anything like that. It's just the fact that, he was playing for a good team. Barron was playing for a bad team. So when you're the only good player on a defensive line, naturally you're going to have some better stats, and that's kind of the case with him at Tennessee. He doesn't have ex- as much experience, but I do think the the sell, like you're probably – I'd if Henry comes to Kentucky, he's going to rotate with Trayvon Ripka, who's also much larger too. I think he comes in at about 290, 300 pounds. Uh there's not as much star power there, but it's much easier to rotate two guys who haven't played a ton. You don't have to manage as many egos, I don't think, um, in that instance. Uh, but he does have the size that they, they like at that spot. Well, that that's good. Um, if, if they like him, then I guess at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Uh, I was probably more excited with the returning news. Not that it yeah. was a surprise, but – you got to tip your cap to Nick Roush. He's been all over the stay-and-go decisions from that article he had on Kentucky Sports Radio, I believe last week, early last week, if I'm not mistaken. You've been all over it. Three for three, baby. Three for three. We're just getting started, bro. Uh, Jacquez Jones and Jordan Wright both announced on Sunday that they will be running it back for one more season in Lexington. I I think the Jones one, it was pretty easy to – see that coming to fruition, especially, I mean, like he didn't go through senior day, <laughs> you know, that's it, kind of a red alert that you're, you're, you're going to be doing that next year. But in Wright's case, uh, you know, he could have very well played himself into becoming a draft pick this year, but he got that ankle injury pretty early in the year played through it, then re-injured it at Mississippi state. So uh, he's one of those guys that he has produced. Like when you look at his sports reference page just google jordan wright college stats the first link that comes up he really touches every spot in a box score it's just not always consistent uh, but he's the guy who makes those havoc plays that uh help your turnover margin and it was evident in that citrus bowl he was the guy who tipped the pass that Derek jackson picked off he was the guy who had the scoop and score in the belk bowl a few years ago he was the guy who picked off a pass in the end zone to shut out Mississippi State a year ago. He recovers fumbles. He forces them. He he is not always getting home, and he has those moments where he's not as disciplined. But if you can team him up with J.J. Weaver you're, next year, you're going to have 
one of the best pass rushing combos in the Southeastern Conference. You just are. That, that that's that's one of the best combos in the SEC. You get a six year out of him. If you can, he's flashed throughout his career, and I think injuries have played a part in the lack of consistency. If you can get that, all right, I'm now a 23 year old adult, 24 year old adult. I've got my NFL draft on the line. I've got to put everything into this. Like you could have a really big super senior season from Jordan Wright in 2022. I feel like what's going on with the defense is kind of interesting, Roush. You're, there are players that we are so pumped up about coming and stay or staying, I guess I should say. And then there's players that are – there's been a lot of turnover. There's been a lot of guys that have left this defense as well, transferred out, whatever it may be. There's still a few more decisions that we're going to keep an eye on. It almost seems somewhat like an overhaul while keeping the pieces – Kentucky feels are total necessities. Is this a sign that Stoops wasn't overly thrilled with the defense this year, or is this just kind of trimming the fat and solidifying UK as a top five defensive program in the SEC, and you just got to make the moves you got to make? It's not so different than how you saw the attrition offensively last year with yeah, who's wow, who's that's going. a great, great point. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, but I, I also think that that's probably just going to be the nature of the game we play during these COVID waiver, you know, like the the COVID waiver where you get the extra year of eligibility. You've got the transfer portal because, like, if you didn't have that eligibility waiver, rights time is done. You're going to keep Katie McDaniel around. But since you have this extra year, it's like, well, might as well just recruit over that guy and bring these dudes back. So I, I think for the most part, it, it is kind of similar. And what you're seeing is a team that's going to be really good in the front seven next year. I mean, too deep at every single spot, every single spot. And uh, now okay. I, I, I think our attention is going to turn to the secondary and who, who they pull from the portal there. Well, and there's a chance it could end up being a really experienced secondary, both with returning guys potentially, and maybe you'll bring, I mean, you will bring in most likely some experience as well. But uh, I think there's there's a lot to potentially like there. I was talking with some friends over the weekend, and I think one of the guy, maybe it was Jordan Wright, somebody had announced they were coming back. And I was like, oh, okay, he's coming back. And I, I had made the comment. I was like, yeah, I think Kentucky probably win like eight games next year. And you would have thought that I had said Kentucky was going to go like three and nine or four and eight or something like that. They were like, what? You don't think we're going to be that good? I was like, well, first off, eight wins is nothing really to sneeze at. And I was like, I think the defense should be as good as they were this year, maybe slightly better. But, you know, offensively, you're losing Wandale Robinson. At the end of the day, you should still be able to run the ball. I think Chris Rodriguez will be back. But I do worry about if the offensive line in the bowl game in the second half, it wasn't really totally what we're used to in terms of UK's offensive line standards. So maybe some question marks there. But hearing you talk just this brief 10 minutes to start hour number two, you're getting me kind of more excited for next season than I had previously thought. And we're far from knowing exactly what UK's team's going to look like. We certainly are. Um, and that that's really the ultimate question, though, is that that secondary, the, the one person I did not include in that um, equation in my post was Tyrell Asian, who 
has been a good cover safety at times, but they want that position to play with a little more physicality. And he doesn't always bring that run support. There was one play in particular. UK got the stop um, on one of those third and shorts, but like Asian had a tackle. It was going to be like a five-yard loss. He read it perfectly. He just couldn't make the play. Luckily, there were other guys to clean it up. But th- he's a guy that I think if they if they know that they have something out there, then they might like, okay, well, we're going to push him out the door. I, they liked what Jalen Geiger brought to the table. But I just I don't I don't know. You're losing Yusuf Corker. Uh Carrington Valentine has been solid, but you, you need more corners. Uh a lot's riding on uh the JUCO kids off Frazier right now. So you, you need something. I don't know exactly what it is, but what whatever it needs to be needs to be more uh, you gotta have guys who can make plays on the football because only picking off six passes in your first twelve games, that's just not great. Now Having a better pass rush might help help in that regard, uh, create more turnovers. But that's the biggest thing is just having a secondary that can produce a few more turnovers. Because all in all, I don't think they like were that much worse. They had good quarterbacks go off on them. Uh, but when you don't produce the turnovers, it looks that much worse. Uh, figure Forecasting a season outlook is still difficult because there is a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. But that eight, I think that eight and four though, TJ is uh, the the new UK four, and a lot of our preseason prognostications are going to come down to what Ole Miss like. Who's Lane Kiffin getting from the portal um, to play his quarterback next year? Um, what what's going to happen with Georgia because they're going to lose a lot of guys. So uh, s- some of that becomes ha- how you think of this team next year is, is what happens elsewhere. But so far. As far as staying and going news goes, you got everything. Like every, everything's going your way. Now it's just time to start hitting some of these big portal guys. And I think Darian Henry Young, he he's the one that w- can help get that momentum rolling because he can be uh, a, a pivotal part of your defense next year. And you can certainly do a lot worse than a former top one twenty five guy on your defensive line. Yeah, I'll take it. And that's a great point. And maybe, and that was a little bit of a takeaway I had when having that conversation with some of my UK football friends that eight, eight and four, if that's not really like totally moving the needle, that's a testament to Mark Stoops. And, you know, no, no record is created equally. How you get to the record matters, I think, more than what the record actually says in a lot of situations it's way too early to really finalize or have any real idea of what you're looking like. And I still have the notion that the schedule that we look at for UK probably ain't going to be the actual schedule. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if that's the case or not, but I still think you're going to try to get Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC as soon as possible. And if you do that, then something's got to give, something's got to shake up. So uh, we'll, we'll, we have plenty of time to break down records and schedules and all that stuff. I, I do like where things are trending. It was a good weekend for UK football. I didn't love losing a big, a Oh, Igbenosin. Igbenosin. Gosh, yeah. he's a good player. And I hate seeing him go to Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, man, that game was hilarious too. Um, I felt, I felt really bad for the kid. Because he, you know, he was obviously not feeling sick at all. His family was there, and he was having to do his announcement from his hotel room because he tested positive for COVID. Just felt felt so bad for him. Uh, 
but he ultimately chose Ole Miss. He said, you know, SEC is the best. I want to play in the SEC. It's like, well, you had other SEC finalists. But I think ultimately Lane Kiffin was on him longer than the rest and then got that last official. That helped seal the deal. But if you watch any of that game at all, you got to love what Barry and Brown's bringing to Kentucky. That dude, whoo, man, he's oh, going to yeah. be really good. Yeah, there, there's, there was a lot to like from a UK standpoint in that game. I didn't get to see the whole thing of it, but – yeah, it was uh, overall a good weekend for UK football, and it's just a random January weekend for the most part. So it's fun. It's fun having skin in the game in football. The national championship tonight is Alabama and Georgia. That's what UK is striving towards. Those are the programs Kentucky's trying to reach. And when you keep moving up in the recruiting rankings, you feel like you get a little closer and closer. Still ways to go, but trending in the right direction, and you're a lot closer now than you were eight years ago. And uh, it, it's a uh, it's a slow build. Let's get to this Thornton's text line. Otherwise, we're just not going to finish it. So we got we got to get to it as soon as possible. 502-414-1450. The first texter from last week says spring water has a taste, but distilled doesn't. Oh, interesting. just not buying any of it. Water's water, folks. <laughs> Unless it's Florida. Water. Uh, yeah, suck it, Florida. Uh, another texter. On the Thornton's takes on. By the way, your Monday started the right way by stopping in at Thornton's. It's the best. I mean, National Championship Day. Pick up some beers too for later tonight. I know that that's that's gonna be a it's gonna be a great night of football. Uh, stopping at Thornton's today. A texter says, "I usually drink a gallon of water a day. More in summers as I work in the heat, but I cramp like it." <laughs> Uh, MF in basketball and softball tournaments. Some guys drink beer all day in the heat and it never phases them. If I drink, it's over pretty early yeah i don't understand the people who can do the beer drinking and the sport playing like if i drink like when i did volleyball leagues during the summer tj i could maybe have one beforehand but it just wasn't it wasn't enjoyable like i'm if i had a buzz it's gonna get worked off i could drink some afterwards but i'm not a i i can't do the the the, the beer and sports at the same time. I guess softball might be different because it's it's. I mean, what do you do? You just stand there the whole time. But I'm, I'm not. Huge, a, I'm not a big sports and drinking at the same time kind of guy. I'm a huge beer and sports drinking fan. Golf, obviously, the best for that. We had when I was like 26 or 25, so five or six years ago, I had a few friends over and we were going to do a two-on-two -two logo tournament, and we did do it, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but I had like bought beer for everybody thinking like, Hey, we're just going to drink beer, play some two on two basketball. Everybody else like bought these huge pitchers of water. So I'd completely misread the like atmosphere, but I had bought all this beer. So I kept drinking. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't impact me, but texter, I know people like you that it, it doesn't matter if they, what they drink, they're going to cramp up. But if you add anything, but water, then it ex expedites the whole thing. Uh, Justin, you're a big drinking beer while golfing fan. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I don't cramp. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I would say golf's different, too. Like, uh, not to say that it's not a sport by any means, but, you know, I'm in the golf cart. Like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm golfing so I can drink, whereas other times I'm usually there for the sport aspect of it. <laughs> that's that's a, well well said. A texter says, certain bottle waters have a taste, and one is Dasani, and it's terrible. Maybe it's too much minerals <laughs> that they added? Oh. Fake news on the Thornton's text line. You hate seeing it. Whoa, whoa. Snowball fight in college? You were a wild one, Roush. Real bad boy. Roush is a bad boy going out in college and having snowball fights. That snow we had last week, 
unbelievable snowball making snow. Nice, nice. I uh man, there was there was also one year where we had a hot tub at our house in college. Ew. Yeah. Uh um, oh my gosh. Hey, we we put the we treated it. It was still going to be gross, but uh that was one of those times where it was like you know, zero degrees, but cold. And we was like, all right, let's just jump in really quick. This will be awesome. And it got so cold that it like broke the hot tub. The hot tub did not get hot. So I just jumped in like 40 degree water when it was zero degrees outside. And it was the most miserable I've ever been in my entire life. You wouldn't have like put a hand in first. Well, that was, he was just like run and jump in like as quick as possible. And you know, when we opened it up, we saw the bubbles. It was oh. steaming. We oh assumed that it was hot, but no, it was it was not hot. It was it was terrible. You know what this radio show is the trust tree. Was there any coitus in the hot tub? We were in college. Like duh. Ooh, gross. <laughs> I feel like I'd have like a, a you have to make like some ground rules of like, hey, you can you can flirt and you can maybe but when it's time to take it to that level, everybody get the hell out. No, it's come on. We were, I didn't throw away. Like I left my trash out. Like we Ew. were disgusting humans in college. Well, that, those two things aren't <laughs> leaving your trash out and using a community hot tub to. Okay. A texter <laughs> says, uh, golf is one of those things that make me happier than anything else. It's definitely something someone who gets no booty would say. <laughs> Even if I was getting booty, as you put it, I would, I would much rather play golf. Getting booty—that's a good one. Oh, wait, you'd rather Justin? No, you wouldn't. Absolutely, hundred percent, no question. Justin, if I, if, if, this hey, hey, TJ, TJ, from a mathematical standpoint, think of this: fifteen seconds of joy or four and a half hours of joy. Exactly. <laughs> Roush gets it. Roush gets it. Just a, and, and, Justin, and also TJ, I think, I think too, now as a father, that equation's probably shifted for you. I'm sure you would prefer four and a half hours out on the golf course over booty. No, that's where you actually you'd be wrong because I can go golf anytime, but the alternative rarely ever happens. So yeah, but can you, yeah, I don't know though. Can you go golfing anytime? And Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off exit four off 65 in Southern Indiana. Hell yeah, I can go golfing anytime. I'll tell you one thing I can't do anytime or really ever, apparently. Oh. <laughs> Man, this show just has it all, folks. It's the best radio show on the planet, especially regarding UK <laughs> sports in Indiana. It doesn't get better than this. This is the peak of UK sports content in Indiana, period. Um <laughs> Justin, I just don't believe if like a 10 comes into your hotel bar and says, listen, I've got a free 18 at Seneca or you've got a free 10 minutes with me that you're that you're saying, all right, give me that gift card for Seneca Golf Course. I'll see you later. If, if the weather's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Give me the gift. Card. <laughs> no question. Weird. You're no a weird, question. You're a weird dude, buddy. Roush was right. Uh, Djokovic and Djokic. Yeah, that's just a lot of. Siberian names, threw a party <laughs> together in Serbia in the early stages of COVID where several people caught it. <laughs> Serbian names. Oh, I love that you called it Siberian names. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real Trevorism right there. That was great. Uh, TJ, what was the situation with you and Daniel on Twitter? I was dying laughing at your reply telling him to get well and seek help. <laughs> 
many people have just gone insane. And granted, I have totally gone insane with all this COVID stuff as well. I'm right there with them. But I'm not tagging people's high schools, questioning if their degrees were valid based on what science and biology <laughs> schools they got. When you do that, that's when you know you've probably, you probably just need to take a break from social media for a little bit. Get out of the news cycle for a bit but uh, to be fair i have to be fair i have totally lost my mind with all this covid stuff isn't orlowski the dude who said that spices and seasoning aren't necessary all-time <laughs> food take dan orlowski he is uh he's been a fun addition to the sports media landscape i think because of his food takes because yes he's good at breaking down film and uh i enjoy his passion i think he's really good at calling college football games too but his food takes really are just out of this world bad at times. Really sick of the food slander. This next sexer says, just your friendly reminder, TJ has little boy taste buds. I, I don't. I have the most advanced taste buds on this radio show, probably in the UK sports radio media realm. Uh, if there's a meat, I'm eating it. If there's a seafood, I'm eating it. And you can't say it. It's just I don't like sauces. Big whoop. Uh, this texture goes on to say, Anyone remember TJ saying Hickman outplayed Ty Ty in their high school head-to-head -head matchup? LOL, hilarious. Dude's an epic sunshine pumper and can't help himself. First and foremost, he did, and then he got hurt. You can't rewrite history with how that game unfolded there in the first half, and I wonder if you actually ever even watched it first and foremost. Secondly, this is a big Calipari hater texture, or big this texture is a big Calipari hater, Roush, um, and a TJ hater as well, and he hates that I – support a Hall of Fame head coach that gets number one recruiting classes year in and year out and has been to more Final Fours than any coach in UK basketball history, with the exception of Adolph Rupp, but Final Four is a little different back then for him. So he's a he's a big Calipari hater. But I love – oh, and he was also the guy that was like, yeah, there's 16 free throw discrepancies all the time in college basketball between top 20 teams. And then he like went on to list like three over the last six years that weren't top 20 teams playing each other. It was really hilarious. Guy's a total clown. That being said, I love that he's a Calipari hater, but he points out that Cal's staff was able to identify Ty Ty Washington as a better college prospect than Nolan Hickman. Both, both, which, which comparably, they were both late risers who weren't the highest. They were kind of in the middle tier. I think Washington finished as maybe a top 20 prospect in the recruiting rankings. But at the time, they were kind of slept on during COVID. Um, and so shout out to them for seriously, for totally. understanding and realizing like, okay, this is, this is going to be our guy. That's my takeaway from this goof, goober's text is that like, I was wrong. I, I thought that Hickman could be, would be as good, if not a better college player. I was totally wrong about that. Ty Ty Washington has been significantly better. Not that Hickman's been terrible, but if you have, if you replace Hickman with Ty Ty, it, it wouldn't be good for Kentucky. Um, it wouldn't be good at all for Kentucky. So I was totally wrong about that. I have no issues admitting when I'm wrong. That being said, you got to give UK staff credit because this was in like the 12th hour doing this and it probably wasn't easy for them to basically say like hey we're going to bring in another freshman guard if that means you're going to decommit that means you're going to decommit but we're going to do it anyways and they identified the piece that kentucky needed and they went in and they did it so credit to uk staff for making that happen but regarding that game give me a break that first half nolan hickman outplayed him and then he got hurt and then ty ty completely took over the game and dominated it so get out of here your, Trusted TJ's your name block. in my phone. Your name in my phone, TJ, is now Sunshine Pumper. <laughs> that's fine. With, <laughs> that's fine with me. This isn't butt slapper radio, though. We've said that since mm, day one. Man. Uh, 
Last text, and we'll go to our last break. Trust, well, not last text. Last text this segment, then we'll go to break. Trust the TJ's lock of all locks, and of course it didn't hit. What is Abe's lock of the week? Abe has never done me wrong. I had I, I went, I got five out of my eight picks this weekend. That being said, though, like in blackjack, it was load management. I the one I went heavy on, I lost, and then the ones I went lighter on, I won. So it ended up being a losing weekend. Sadly, apologize. Pitt, gosh, three and a half point favorites. They win by two. Score another basket, you goobers. <laughs> Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll keep uh, up with Gordon's text line. This has been a really, really fun show. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here uh, on the uh, Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. I love it. Well, I guess technically he did die before he got old, sadly. I don't consider 65 old in the grand scheme of things. Rest in peace, Bob Saget, the TV's best best uh, dad. You're listening that was a great to scene. Oh, yeah. There's so many great scenes in Full House. Yeah, uh, especially where, you know, it ends up uh, the, the music cranks up and Danny just – Grabs him by the shoulder. Listen, Steph. You know. Wow. Actually, I was gonna. I was about ready to send over. I wanted to go out to just like some a motivational speech from Danny Tanner, and that's exact. Like, I, I think you're you're referencing the one that I'm gonna that I'm gonna send over to Justin. And you probably had no idea that you remembered it, but it's it actually it totally is one with Stephanie. <laughs> oh man, great show. Uh, maybe not as great in hindsight, but awesome weird kids. Why is it not great in hindsight? You know, it's a little, it's a, it's a little cornball-y. Well, that was 90s TV. That's true. That's true. What, I had a buddy who was like, did anybody realize in like late 90s, early 2000s, if it was a show involving teenagers, like seems like every episode was just makeout scenes or there'd be a yeah. makeout scene in like every episode? Yeah, and it was like makeout parties. Uh, I know they there was like one where a DJ went to a makeout party and she was just feeling awkward. That was a big episode. Uh, Boy Meets World had a lot of just public making out in that show. They, oh, Boy Meets World was Makeout City, and then like yeah. Friends, you know, that was maybe a little bit older, but tons of making out and Friends. Uh, so I've been told. Nineties, two thousands, making out, hot in the streets. Very hot in the streets. You know what else is hot is a Salsarita's burrito. Oh, and cheesy, too, if you get a quesarito, because they'll dump all that delicious queso right on top of it. Uh, you, you can't get that everywhere, folks, but you can at Salsarita's. And TJ, if you want to feel healthier, they got plenty of options for those those folks, too. Yeah, they do. They've got uh, taco salads. They've got burrito bowls, and you can basically stick to your New Year's resolution while having every delicious piece of food Salsaritas has to offer. Uh, the best part about Salsaritas is how fresh it is. Sometimes you'll get into these places and you'll see the lettuce and it'll be more like brown 
or yellow than it is green, not at Salsaritas. Everything's fresh. All their ingredients is fresh, made to order right in front of you. And don't forget about their big blue Powerade straight from the fountain. It's delicious. It's a big blue Monday. I may have to stop by. I may have to stop by at Salsaritas and 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 get myself some today. And you should as well. They got two locations in Louisville: Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown a drive-through. St. Matthews newly renovated in 2021. Pop on in, check them out, and get some delicious food. Delicious. We'll go to this text line. Uh, back to it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texter says, does Ty Ty deserve more run at point guard? That lineup with Mintz and Grady and Ty Ty is nasty. It is fun having just three guards that can all shoot. Yeah, I don't think it's UK. I, I think Wheeler defensively, though, really can help you. That's true. That's true. But I, I do – the one thing that has hurt a couple of Cal guys is you've had a lot of talented point guards playing off the ball throughout his tenure. Like Isaiah Briscoe would have been a much better player at Kentucky if he was not sharing the court with Ulyss and Fox. Um, you could say the same about Jamal Murray and Ulyss. You could say the same thing about Tyrese Maxey and Ashton Hagens. Um, maybe you know, like that quickly uh, with Ashton Hagens as well, where uh, these guys are really good shooters. They're also really good point guards, but you have a guy on your roster right now, too, that's a really good point guard that can't shoot as well, so we're going to play you off the ball some. Finding the right balance, I, 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 don't, I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I, and that's really, I think, the, the next direction that we're going to be talking about after this Vanderbilt game because I'm almost certain Wheeler's not going to be playing against Vanderbilt. If we get another outstanding point guard performance from Washington – it is going to make Cal's job tougher on how to split things up, but they have so few guards that, you know, you you kind of, you know, now that Fred, you know, with Frederick out and everything, like you kind of have to what we were take up a lion's share of those minutes at point guard just to to give those guys at the three a break. It's interesting. And I have no doubt that there's going to be when something's not working, oh, Ty Ty can't play guard or uh we played Wheeler too much at guard. You know, now people are going to always. And by the way, KSR, please stop. Like, why isn't Damian Collins playing? Come on. Like, this, this isn't seventh grade basketball where we warn, wonder why uh, Beth, and, Beth and Ken's kid is only getting two minutes a game. This is Kentucky. It's the high, It should be the highest level of basketball. And if Cal has his reasons for not getting Damian Collins in the game, he has his reasons for not getting Damian Collins in the game. That being said, though, not related to Damian Collins, Cal, we don't need Oscar playing 40 minutes in a blowout win against Georgia. It's true. Like, if he goes down, something happens to that dude, then I don't, I don't think this thing's happening. So be careful with that. Uh, John Calipari knows how to coach. He's been doing it a while, but that was something that I just, I didn't seem to really understand. And also Ty Ty clearly seemed a little banged up there at the end. I know they were trying to get him his record. I'm fine with that. If everybody's cool with it, but he might've been cramping again. Maybe uh, he'd look like it was like an ankle. Though. Probably maybe drinking too much beer at halftime. You know, could be, you never it's know. Cramp up. Um, but uh, those were things that I noticed, but anyways, it's a, it, it'll be fine. I'm sure. I, I believe this is the same texture. He said, maybe against teams with big guards, Tata playing the one might be the move. Maybe for more extended possessions, um, you know, you're still going to have Wheeler in there a lot, but maybe instead of 38, it's 30 minutes for Wheeler, you know, stuff like that, TJ. I think that's where I think you have the, would have the biggest kind of compromise. 
I've got my questions about Ty Ty as a defender, but, you know, as long as Kentucky can outscore teams, it doesn't matter as much. And he provides so much offensively being able to shoot. And Cal did say Wheeler. If he practiced today, he'd play tomorrow. Just your classic Cal injury stuff. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Roush. Probably don't anticipate seeing him. We'll talk more about that game tomorrow. My yep. just brief synopsis is you got to take – this one shouldn't be close. Don't, just go down there and beat them. I don't care if it God. ends up being like finishing an eight-point game, <laughs> but it needs to be one that you're not sweating out at the end. Win by – just win comfortably. Did you see um, the ending to that South Carolina-Vanderbilt game? Uh, I did. Gosh. <laughs> if you didn't see it, Vanderbilt had a chance to tie or win at the buzzer. I don't know if it was Pippen. I don't know who it was on Vanderbilt. Dude drives to the paint, gets by his man, but is kind of off course from getting to the rim. So it looks like he's going to have to like throw up a little bit of like a sideways floater. Not the best shot you'd want in a second situation. Instead, he decides to kick it out to the three-point line. Unfortunately, um, like by the time the ball got out to the perimeter, the clock had been expired for about three seconds. Oh, and there was nobody there. Like there were <laughs> zero, zero people that he was throwing it to. It was, but, it, the, the, but like even if there was, the time would have been long expired. You <laughs> know, pa- the moment he passed, it was like when the horn sounded. It's like, dude, you you have to shoot the ball. Everybody on the team's just like, shoot. oh gosh, the it's worth watching the video if you haven't seen it. Bad basketball, late game execution there. A texture on the Thornton's text line says, whoever the ref is that was laughing, and I'm assuming explaining something to Oscar in the first half, please, more of him, promote that guy, because I never see college basketball refs have productive interactions with college athletes anymore. <sighs> yeah, refs nice. should talk to people, should talk to coaches, should talk to players. If a player is confused or a coach is confused by something, they should be mature adults and say, hey, this is why I called this, this is what I saw. And then the player can say, well, he's doing this or he's doing that. And he can say, I'll look for that. And then you just go. And then what a what a novel concept. Texer says, I, you all might disagree, but I do think Crean is a good coach. I also think I, you should have kept him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has a Sweet 16 in Georgia within the next five years, which would be super impressive at UGA. Anyways, go Cats. No chance. Cr- totally disagree with all that text. Oh, my God. Crean won't is... be at Georgia in five years. No, he's not going to be there be next Georgia year. Georgia in five months. Yeah. I mean, he had a, he had the number one player in America, and they didn't go to the tournament. With Wheeler, too. I mean, Wheeler's no slouch either. He was on yeah. that team as well. Um, he can't coach Jackson, defense Yeah, they, they had like two NBA players on that team. Good NBA players. Three. Uh, I mean uh, – well, I'm, I'm going to throw Wheeler in there. I don't know if that's the case. But, yeah, Nick Claxton was good. Really good. Um, Alabama lost at Missouri. Texas lost at Oklahoma State. Iowa State lost at Oklahoma. Kansas lost at Texas Tech. Number 20, Colorado State lost on the road. Tennessee lost at LSU. It's almost like winning away conference games against a good team is really hard. Anyways, fire Cal already, damn it. <laughs> that was a good. Oh, chance. and then all the people that cry like anytime UK loses and Kansas wins. The win total. Cats made one up on him. I didn't see many people celebrating that aspect of things. But Oh, I love, love win total tweets. Texture continues. Oh, and Duke lost at home. I guess self, Cal, K, Barnes should all be fired. But in all seriousness, college basketball outcomes are unexplainable. And TJ, you should have more sympathy for why we are so crazy as UK fans. Well, I will say, <laughs> like, there were Packers fans on my Packer Twitter that were mad they lost to the Lions. Like, there are dumb fans everywhere. I got to understand. Yeah. I, I do have to understand that. I'm just saying with UK, though, trying to cause a rift where there isn't doesn't help the program. And things can always be worse. And just take a look at our friends down on Floyd Street. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whew. 
They stink. Man, yeah, Mingus was yeah. even calling for Mac to get fired in the middle of the game. I know like, that is that is uh that is quite the turn, and I love it. Like, frankly, they don't put enough pre- like as much as we're saying like well, you all are crazy. Like, they don't put pressure on their bad coaches enough. They're getting to like it's going to be three years from now, and there's going to be an emotional uh, Caleb Glenn just talking about how he wants to get Louisville back to where they belong in the NCAA tournament because it's been so long. That's where they're at right now. They're they're not good, and they're they're not going to be in the tournament this year or maybe quite some time. We keep rolling along. A texter says, it's a spurtle, Myrtle. Don't know what that means. A texter said, did a little happy dance while watching the Dukies crying at Cameron Indoor last night. Miami, buy a basket. Uh, and no food, no concessions, no drinks at Cameron Indoor. They have never won a basketball game where they didn't allow their fans to eat or drink in the stadium. Uh, they did that so people would have to keep their mask on throughout the game because, again, one thing we've learned throughout all this is masks totally work and stop transmission. I love, that, too, that they're like, this. surely this will keep people from keeping <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that, that's a South Park episode right there. Well, if we don't give them anything to eat or drink, <laughs> they can't take it off. Genius! It is. It's Duke. Duke is like a great university, and they're like, you know what we do? We don't give them anything to eat or drink. How about that? Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Yep, no food for the peasants. Uh, did a, a texter says, you all lost to Florida State too. Yeah. Uh, Mac has never beaten Florida State. Man, that's hilarious. David Padgett beat Florida State twice. Who is it that said Leonard Hamilton was a bad coach? Oh, some, some doofus. Oh, oh dingus. It was you? Dingus. <laughs> yeah. That was me. Also, hey, I just saw it popped up again on my Twitter feed. How funny was Jacques Jones' announcement of coming back? Oh, love it. He did the uh, not leaving. He did the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I love it. More people should do that. Uh, KRC, listening to Friday's podcast, bigger myth: Bigfoot exists or the dingus stole your girl? He claims he won't tell. Oh, I will tell. wow! I will tell. Just not on air. <laughs> We're going to have a KRC watch party one of these days. We're going to do one of those ping pong tournaments or something, and then we're just going to give Justin a microphone. He's going to have to tell everybody the story there. <laughs> yeah, man. Georgia hung in for a half, but they are trash. Dingus, I'm putting this on your boy, Crean. Coach Claffy couldn't coach Pekin's JV team. In all, fair- <laughs> in all fairness, that Pekin JV team's pretty tough one to coach. Oh, wow. Uh, these, minutes for, these minutes for Todd Tide Point will be valuable later on. Totally agree with that. He, 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 uh, he did a lot. Yeah, he grew yeah. in that game on Saturday. Um, one thing we should definitely all do is take Cal's quotes on Sharp at face value and get mad about them. <laughs> yeah, I I will not. Although I did, uh, I did think that it was. I at least liked that he shared some insight on like how they're working on Sharp and getting him to game shape. Like, hey, show us how good of an athlete you are. Now let's run you some, and then now show us again. And it's like, oh, so you aren't in good enough shape yet. So we're gonna work on that, like that, because that's that's how you should go about it, right? Like you should be able to be at your peak performance after running for eight minutes and playing basketball, because that's 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 the name of the game in basketball. So I at least like that approach. I like that approach. Cal will do what he will with Sharp, but I've I've been told that dude is, you know. Everybody, hold on to your butts. But I've been told, and just like in his workouts, this kid is awesome. Really good. <laughs> Love to hear. Really good. Well, like a really, like a really special player. Uh, a texter says, uh, "Oh wow, hashtag BBN's coach is waiting in waiting. Lost to Missouri. Yeah, Alabama loses to a really bad Missouri team. God, yeah. Texter they, says, they were, they were himself on. 
Yeah, they were. They came back a little bit. Roush embarrassed himself on Twitter, still pretending to be a Steelers fan. Hey, Whoa. take it easy on my guy, Roush. Yeah, suck it, buddy. He was also a Jags fan yesterday. Shout out to Josh Allen. Two sacks. We got to really rush good out there. Got to keep rushing through these. Good morning, fellas. Long time, no text. My bad, guys. Got to step up my game, but never stop listening to the podcast. Friday's show was a gym, so much comment. So much to comment on. Firstly, TJ, I'm so sorry, but different waters most definitely have different tastes. Suck it, buddy. Kentucky hose water, as a youth would say, slaps. Lastly, and most importantly, <laughs> I was just dreaming about what Kentucky's offense will look like in two years, and I'm freaking pumped. Hopefully, we can get Cohen for a third year. We'll have a Bo Allen coming out party. Jatan McClain as a premier back wider receiver room Barry and Brown, Dakel Crowdis, Dane Key, Chauncey Magwood, Chris Lewis, an offensive line, and Nick Hall, Goodwin, Burton, Grant Bingham. I'm sure I'm missing people, but man, that's an amazing offense, if I do say so myself. Side note, UK Pez, you have the most absolute flaming garbage takes. <laughs> wow, good point about the offense. Future's bright for UK wow. football. Make sure that you keep paying everybody, Mitch Barnhart, everybody. Nick Hall's a great athlete. Uh, Keontae Goodwin, raw but good in his pass sets. Um, got got to work on you know seeing some things that he's not used to seeing. But man, I love watching Nick Hall just get downfield on a screen and blow some dudes up. That's tough to do. He's a great athlete. Uh, there, there was just a few other Army All American Bowl takes. Uh, also, one person picked Arizona over Louisville because he liked he wanted to be around the dudes at Arizona. No, nobody told him. <laughs> no, no, nobody told him. <laughs> um, I like too that uh, Texter said the new thing to get mad at Cal is about is he doesn't wear suits enough. Oh, that's a, that's a very big Nick Roush take that I will not come down from. He looked great Saturday. Keep it up, Cal. Keep it up, buddy. Uh, there was kind of a little funny story. I think that Cal was like I was, he was going to text with Crean about what I guess he like texts the opposing coach about what they're going to wear and he just wants to wear what they're going to wear. Uh, <laughs> interesting, all the same. Since 2015 versus ranked teams, UK football 40% win rate, UK basketball 51% win rate. This is why people are frustrated with Cal. We beat good teams at the rate you lose hands of blackjack. I don't think that's totally true. Um, I, I, but like, here's what you got to say, Texers. What number is acceptable for you? I mean, you gotta you gotta pick it. You gotta pick it like a seventy percent clip, right? And 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 like truth be told, when Kentucky's going into a ranked game, I think it probably averages out where it probably is a coin flip. I think it should be better. I mean, I'd like ideally in a perfect world, seventy five percent would be great. You win three out of four of them, but the the stats can can just be a little wonky in the sense of where are the ranked games? Are there are more on the road? It, during this six-year stretch or more just happening to be on the road or I'm more sure plenty of neutral sites and those champion classics and whatnot the and he's a lot better over the last five years than it was yeah. in the previous five years so are you and playing when you have ranked teams one like really really bad year it's going to drop everything it's like stoops would you have haters at louisville oh stoops isn't even a 500 coach blah 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 and it's like well he he's not but that's because his first two years were just horrendous and I think since 2016, he has like a 64% winning percentage at Kentucky, which is just something that never happens around here. But, but I, I don't want to tell people, like if you are frustrated with Cal or you think the basketball program's going in the wrong direction, you're entitled to that opinion and, and don't allow me to convince you otherwise. That being said, you, you got to understand what else is out there. Do you think that there's a coach that's going to come in here and win 80% of his games? Oh, breaking news, breaking news. Ah! Yes. Darian Henry commits to Kentucky. Wow. Woo! All righty. There you have it. 
We got to keep trucking along this text line. Um, I bet Kimmy Gibbler is shook. Kimmy Gibbler, man. I wish, you know, what a treat, Kimmy Gibbler. I think she's a, she was, she was, she was, uh, she's, I thought weirdly she was kind of like attractive as a kid. I'll agree with that. Me as a kid thinking that about her. It's just kind of wonky, wacky out there. Never, ever rule out the chances the Bungles, well, bungling this. (laughs) Always a possibility, but I think you all are going to be all right against the Raiders. John here, good morning. Good Monday morning to all. Rest in peace, Mr. Tanner. I had a great sports weekend. Glad to see both my Cats and Chiefs get the win. That scoop and score by the Chiefs had me going crazy. I jumped so high in the living room, I thought I broke my ankle at 36. I should not be doing that anymore. Hey, I need to cut it with that talk because I will always go crazy for my teams and sports. Got to go talk to you later. Uh, You know what you need to do, uh, John? You need to cut it out. By the way, uh, John tried Taco Bell's wings. Oh, gosh. Took a video. Why would anybody think that that could be? You got to go check out that video from John. See if you liked him or didn't like him. Justin, what's your ideal girlfriend type? Asian, the texter says? Not Asian, no. Whoa, what's wrong with that? I, I mean, I, I there's been a few agents I've found attractive over the years, but mostly no. <laughs> Justin's bio says all opinions are his own. Maybe he needs to add likes to that as well. Truth. <laughs> a texter says, um, WTF is WTF. this moral crap, and why does it keep popping up on my timeline? Oh, this is one of those popular fads, uh, TJ, that I am purposefully uh, staying oh, away you're, from. You're so brave. You're so yeah, brave. I'm just like... But it's also, I don't have time to do word puzzles. It's exactly. basically, yeah, it's a word puzzle. You get six chances to guess the word. Uh, you just have to try out different letters, and it'll tell you if the letter is in the word or if you have in the exact right spot of the word, and you only get six chances to get it right. I've only played it once. I got it. Not a huge deal. I'm going to do it again after the show. It is fun. It's a little brain teaser. Gets you kind of going for your day. I like it. You don't have to post it to Twitter. It's more of just like a flex. I'm not going to do it much, but I did it yesterday because I wanted to see how you got the little boxes on the Twitter because I was like, are people actually going through and, and doing it? It sets it up for you that way just so you know. Uh, but Texter says, meant to send this last night, but this is day three without JK47's love triangle story. This message will be daily until you give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get you on studio, do a Patreon. Can you just like record the video and put it on the Facebook page and then delete it? Mm, that might be a worse option, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I- I'll-, I'll think about it more today. Okay. Um why not go small with Wheeler, Tata, Mince, Grady, and I? Joe break up there? I'm here. TJ broke up. Ah, okay, okay. All right. I was I was curious uh what was going on. Um but I, I think part of it is the rebounding and if you only have one more guard on the bench at that point. You've got a bunch of forwards. You kind of need to play the guys. You kind of need to play your talent. That's what they have. They have a lot of forwards. Might as well stay big with Top. And Top didn't have the greatest game, but Brooks cleaned it up and was great from the mid range. If you've uh, got Oscar out there, though, do you need another rebounder? Yeah, yeah, you still do. I mean, I don't know. It'd be fun to to tinker with it a little bit, but because you you would think that it would help with his spacing some. Uh, having all of those guys on the floor. And who knows? Maybe we might get that a few times in the future, but that's just not the way that, that Cal's really going to roll. Uh, one other texter says, bet on New England in the first round after what happened yesterday. Bill will be beating Mac Jones with a stick. 
Well, I certainly hope he doesn't beat him too badly. Um, but yeah, that was going to be a heck of a fun game, though. It's it's it is going to be a lot of fun. The NFL playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. Tonight's college football playoff national championship is going to be a lot of fun. Justin, have you reached a conclusion as to what you think is going to happen in tonight's game? Give me Bama by three. Wow, Bama by three. You got the Crimson Tide covering. I'm torn. I'm cheering for Georgia. I I just don't I I don't know ultimately what I'm going to bet. I'm probably going to end up betting the under or something like that. I'm I'm so. I'm so, so conflicted, so conflicted, don't know what to do, but it's going to be an exciting game tonight in Indianapolis. Uh, Can't wait to see what happens tonight. Uh, We'll see you and talk about it all tomorrow. Uh, Hopefully, TJ will be back then. No more technical difficulties, but we will certainly be here for it all. I'm Nick Roush. He's TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, and this has been Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. We can always buy a new car, or we can put up a new wall. But there's only one Stephanie Judith Tanner. And you could never be replaced. Jane.